Welcome to Story Arcs Podcast. Today we are going to cover Maximum Carnage event. It is 14 issues. It's a lot. And it covers four different Spider-Man comics. So we have Spider-Man Unlimited, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man, I believe, were the ones that were covered through the event. So the writers on this one I had are Tom DeFalco, J.M. DeMattis, um, Terry Cavanaugh, and David Mich- Michelini. I believe that I say Michelini. Um, that is a lot of writers, and I think that is something that we will kind of touch on today as we go through. So today we chose Maxim Carnage because of Venom 2 coming out this week. It's going to be a pretty big movie. I don't know if it's 100% going to have any direct influence, but this is the first appearance of Shriek, who I know is going to be in the Venom 2 movie, and it's also one of the biggest arcs for Carnage that you see kind of in his early time. And it's, uh, again, we'll, we'll cover this a little bit more. It's, it's one of the first bits where we see Venom as a true anti-hero as opposed to a full villain. And that's kind of the space that he still occupies today and in, in the movies as well. Okay. All right. You got anything, you got anything, Gavin, uh, before we get into the summary? Uh, no, I think you covered it well. Um, yeah, I'm ready to get, get right into, you know, kind of our reflections of it. All right. Well, let's dive into Maxim Carnage. So my, my brief summary Essentially, we start out with Carnage breaks out of prison. It has been established in the past Carnage storyline that he's lost the symbiote, but then it turns out that it's in his bloodstream, and we won't get mired in the details because, let's be honest, the comic doesn't get mired in the details there. Uh, And then he meets Shriek. They get together. They come up with a a massive family uh, of villains and just so chaos throughout the New York City and we fight heroes and then we do some other stuff and then we fight heroes and then we do some other stuff and fight heroes and it's a kind of a fun just bouncing back and forth there's not a whole lot to it it is not a there is not nearly the substance that we saw in uh, our Daredevil episode or in the Marvel episode. So, yes, indeed. Overall, it was <clears throat> pretty straightforward, you know, like you're saying. So, you know, what I mean, I think without you know doing any spoilers, that that does give really a good summary of it. And you know, I can jump in with our because some of our likes and dislikes, like was overall right, Carnage. Uh, what I liked about it, he's just a good villain overall. <clears throat> he's, uh, you know, just so in chaos. You can't satisfy any demands. Uh, you know, he doesn't want anything other than just the, you know, death of, of people and uh, just general chaos. He, he makes it, yeah, very specific that he doesn't have a target. You know, you can't go in knowing who you're going to kill. It needs to be uncalculated. That's kind of a... A part of his his whole vibe so um yeah he's he's a good villain i like that um 
Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. basic story. I mean, you just yeah, it's it is what it is. He's he's very much just boom, and Shriek is just the whole time just being the enabling female character. Yeah, the depth the depth is not is not really here. Uh, and that's that's something that's just going to be continually. We're going to probably not shut up about that as we as we go through here. So that's really that's my that's my dislikes. Like there's just there's no depth. There's not really much new that we explore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just quickly say I know one of my dislikes I have it's the uh, I mean we talked about the hero men mentality in this is is a bit annoying for me because of how you know chaotic and aggressive that uh carnage is at at being evil and he's effective right and he's killing people and to yeah and our heroes are not so much stopping him so their their ineffectiveness and you know just kind of relying on on hope to uh to kind of get rid of him is one of my dislikes about about it overall yeah our heroes are ineffective Yes, yeah, so I mean, getting into the cultural significance, it's it's very '90s. Um, that is that is how I will continue to describe it as we go through our conversation. It's it's '90s, but it's I mean, it's a good '90s, but it's also bad '90s. There's yeah. a lot of characters. There's some quint quintessential '90s characters here that are just kind of the the stakes are kind of upped, not really for much reason the the themes are pretty simple and i think we we get that big point that you mentioned earlier venom venom as the anti-hero starts to come through here the late 80s early 90s it's the time of the anti-hero this is parallel to the nightfall story arc and Azrael and batman is happening about the same time that this comes out you know this is the height of the height of the anti-hero that's 90s is all about <laughs> two things bright colors and prettiness <laughs> yep and it does that well right bringing uh well one the common people into that greediness you know you'll you'll see and kind of they talk a bit about whether that's kind of innately in man a bit <clears throat> some of that that carnage is showing that uh bit bit of chaos so so yeah that that's I think the as much of the cultural significance as they try to go. Again, it's not so deep. Yeah, we're we're talking broad strokes here, folks. It's it is about as broad as as you're gonna get. It's almost it's almost like after school special level. Just don't do bad things um, for no reason. <laughs> yep. Uh, through th through my lens. I mean, when you're when you're looking at this, I mean, this is what we were kind of taught. I feel like as kids, like this is what you got from again, '90s after-school specials, '90s things. It was just very simple. You know, there was they tried to make things look more black and white. I feel like than ever. Um, you you want to avoid avoid nihilism. Uh, which is, of course, ironic because I feel like now the '90s kids generation has embraced nihilism quite a bit in in some different forms, uh, and it 
that's really the the only lens that I have is just that I mean this is what this is what pop culture was when I grew up until we got to kind of the 2000s and you know started worrying about Y2K and that kind of stuff before a little bit before that but for sure yeah and I guess I have to say I don't know if I yeah had a different angle at this I was just thinking like what you know what character I kind of saw you know my I would see myself uh, approaching the story through you know through their lens that way and I know Venom was just a character I I vibe with the most just like wanting to how he wanted to tackle the the problems of the you know that the heroes were facing so I just think he just had the most realistic approach to it and I vibe with his you know just needing to to get rid of carnage at whatever means you know possible that was that was the realistic way to go about it yeah I kind of wonder um the the movie has definitely played up more of the modern interpretation of Venom and Eddie kind of having like a conversation between themselves. That's not, that has not happened yet in the comics of this era. Like Mm. he's maybe done a little, I can't, I don't think that Venom's had, I don't, I can't remember when Venom really gets like an actual voice um, separate from Eddie's, but I do wonder how that they're, you know, they're not going to directly adapt this storyline for sure. I think this is going to be more just the movie's going to be more just straight Venom versus Carnage with Shriek kind of as a, you know, as a extra foil there. But there's not there's not a Spider-Man character in Venom. So I almost wonder if Eddie's going to be kind of one or the other. You know, is Eddie going to be trying to solve it a different way than Venom? Maybe right. maybe we see it a little bit in that. Like I honestly, I think the movie's gonna be. I've I've heard some rumblings. I think the movie might actually end up being better than this this comic book story, which is not something that I would right say. Uh, I'm thinking <clears throat> when just off the top of my head, I feel like le- less characters overall, which I feel like the you know movie will have will make it easier to digest for a lot of people because it, this was just had so many people just coming in every other you know, every uh, quarter of a issue to, uh, you know, throw you off and, like, make you try to remember what was going on. So I have a feeling the movie being able to, <clears throat> you know, hone in on each into the Venom character and Carnage character, like, a lot heavier will help it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, you know, our next section usually is we talk about connections to classic lit. I mean, this this doesn't really have connections to classic lit that I've, I've seen, like, there's no direct parallels here to the story. It's, it's very, again, very basic story, but the classic lit that I think it does connect to is, I mean, it's, it's of its time in the fact that, man, you know, you, you, you pull, you pull a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters around and this is kind of when Marvel starts to realize, oh, we got all, you know, we got all these characters. Let's, let's throw this character in here. You know he's my, he's not in the comic right now. He's not doing anything right now. Let's put him let's put him in this story. Um, you know, Web of Spider Man I think is is kind of the one of the books at the time that does that a lot. And I think you also get again you you just get kind of the a very basic idea of just you know more is more is better. And it's again a, almost like an 
a '90s trope. Just you know, put put some more in here. Like it's it's gonna end up being better. And I think at this point, it just nobody's nobody's fleshed out. So, well, let's get to let's get to what the hell. Um, so, for me, the weirdest thing that stuck out that bothered me the most in this book was Shriek and her desire to create a family with just whatever bad guys they came across. Um, the motivations of Shriek are very weird. She just like immediately decides she wants to be with Carnage and Dater. I mean, this is like, this is like when you, I, I'm going to get into DC a little bit here. Harley Quinn, when she's written poorly and she's just written as like, Joker's girlfriend, like that's that's the level that we see here from Shriek. Like, she just is into this guy because he wants to kill everybody, and that's kind of her thing too. And so, okay, let's kill everybody then. Um, and the family thing, it just it just seems like there's just a weird, like lazy, almost like lazy sexism to it. Like, oh, she's a bad lady. She has. Uh, issues in her past and she didn't get a she didn't have a good family so now she wants to create a family yeah or something not very maybe. deep yeah you don't really get into it <laughs> uh so what 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 kind of what kind of freaked you out in in this story <laughs> so yeah i know something that definitely threw me off <clears throat> when captain america came in um for the first time I know there was a a scene where like Spider-Man was was a fanboy and it really threw me off. He was like, "Oh, he's here. Now everything's solved." Um, you know what I mean? Now now um I forget you know his exact lines, but it was almost like the bad guys don't stand a chance. You know what I mean? And it and it really threw me off because it wasn't uh didn't seem like it was written as a joke, you know, anything. Um just it really threw me off how much he was fanboying at at him being there. I think it's important to point out this was this was not would not have been the first time that Spider-Man met Captain America either. Like they they did secret they were together in Secret Wars, which takes place over like an extended amount of time. I don't I mean I don't remember if if there was any like changes to like their memory or anything at the end of Secret Wars off the top of my head, but I don't think so. Um, and so like he should know. Captain America pretty well at, at that point and I mean and know that his enemies are formidable and you know what I mean it's uh just to think that anyone's just gonna come in and stop carnage or something that easy is uh you know just your your mind's not not thinking straight you're your it's pipe dreams <laughs> yeah and I you know I I won't spoil all of the cameos but there is right. there's a lot they they just they just keep showing up they just keep showing up so yeah if you if you want to see how many characters can come in spend about three panels doing something and then be forgotten about and then come back a little bit later like that's this is this is a good story for that um let's get to let's get to our awards so here we here we have first up of course best character there for me they're not very fleshed out right so for me i i gotta stick with carnage here and as we as we say 
the best character is can either be the best written or can be you know the most noble character most of the time i think we try to keep it best written in this case i'm gonna go best written like he's the one whose motivations actually are clear and they make sense because carnage's motivations are always just chaos right he's a simple character to write they don't mess him up this is what he should be most of the time you know don't don't mess with what works he's he's crazy he's just crazy and he's a serial killer that now has the power of an alien symbiote and can just tear people to shreds whenever he feels like it so oh yeah and he was going in and my character i mean obviously his in antithesis my my best was venom for this one because like i said before i vibe with his his motives um i mean i really wanted to it made me want to see like because he says he's a targeted killer you know who else he'd want to kill like yeah he's not after innocence he's only you know killing someone he sees a purpose for so it just uh yeah it, it vibes with me more and actually got me interested in that character for like you know to see other other comics with him in it so he was definitely my best for this one yeah uh like like we touched on earlier i mean this is this is where he starts to kind of one of the stories where this and the lethal protector story that they used for the first movie is really where he starts to kind of come into his own and get more fleshed out as opposed to just being the anti-spider-man um he kind of comes comes into his own as a character in this story and eventually becomes a full-on anti-hero eventually gets his own series eventually becomes the juggernaut of a character not marvel's juggernaut but the juggernaut of a character that is gonna put butts in seats you know you can yeah. have a whole movie about and for sony they're basing the whole franchise on venom you know we're gonna see morbius later next year now and so yeah this is where we start to get that that peak venom starts to come out a little bit and i think a lot of people this is their this or the animated series is probably their the venom that they remember from when they were a kid so for sure uh who's your who's your worst character i'll let you go first for worst yep and so yes for worst i went with our main man spider-man on this one because like we talked about before he was he a bit he was just an ineffective hero he his plan seemed to be rest up throw my body at the enemy without any real plan on how to take them down um you know just what wasn't coming in with the effective uh strategies or anything so and and just his whole hope mentality of yeah hoping carnage will be hoped hoped away is is he was just not my favorite in in this one overall so I feel like it's gonna be rare that I that I give it to him our our usual hero. So, yeah, for me it's Spider Man for this one. Yeah, well, and he's he ends up not facing just just Carnage. He faces uh, a lot of bad guys, and he brings he brings a lot of friends to pretty much every fight. Like I don't think there's any fights except right. one of the early ones where he's really by himself. But mm. for me, the worst character. I mean, a lot of them were incomplete. I stuck with Demo Goblin. I think is the one that I'm going to go with full on. Um, he, his motivations are kind of confusing. Like I know he's 
you know, I, we did a research, um, and it, it's touched on in the comic, but I know he's a, he's a demon from Limbo, has this whole thing about cleansing the sinners, and that it's okay to kill, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense, um, especially because I don't think he's from the Christian Limbo, or so I don't know where this religious thing comes from. I think he's from the Limbo that is referenced in x-men more often with magic so i i don't know it's yeah and he's not the he's not the only one that has some weird confusing motivations i mean we i, I said we yeah. won't spoil too much because the the whole point of the podcast is that to let you decide if you want to read it but right man if you if you can think of a, a 90s character there's from spider-man or Spider-Man adjacent, there's a there's a decent chance that they they might show up here, um, because we end up with probably a total of about twenty five characters uh, that play a significant mm -hmm. role that uh, throughout this book. So. Oh yeah, it's a serious one. <laughs> so I'll I'll take a wow moment again. The arc of the story is very much it's a very it's very much up here most of the time it's not you're not getting a lot of lows you know the the dips are kind of it's kind of a this motion i guess i don't know if that's even a i don't even know if that's a thing but we don't get the we don't get the full traditional story arc right mm -hmm. it's a lot of there's some peaks there's some valleys there's not really a i don't even know if i could really say there's a full climax to the story um, I feel like there's just a lot of minor climaxes. Uh, mm -hmm. And so for me, the wow moment, you know, there's the fight scenes are good. This is this is where they kind of nail it. I feel like is the the fight scenes are good. They're well written. The action on the page is good. The art is fairly solid, even though, you know, as you as you noticed at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't mention the artists because there's so many that inked and penciled. And, you know, I think we're looking at 20 or 30 uh across inking penciling lettering um colorists yeah it's just so many people so for me the best fight scene i thought was the dance club fight scene so there's a bit of an event that mary jane goes to turns out carnage and the bad guys decide to crash it everybody shows up the heroes are kind of arguing the whole time there's lots of beams falling down and yeah it's a uh, it's well drawn and you know it's it's fun that's 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 the one thing i can say about this storyline that is fairly consistent like it it is fun even in its silliness sometimes you know even even in its shallowness it's it's a it's like a 90s action movie pretty much you know <laughs> oh yeah steven seagal is spider-man <laughs> yes and that's why well the wow moment for me i know there was a lot of action but um yeah, mine came when I know turning the page, I was surprised. Like, basically, a lot of people, because of Carnage's chaos in the city, are, you know, understandably stressed. But there's a, a woman at the top of a building, you know, almost going to drop her, her kids off of it, just going, you know, supposedly crazy from the all the chaos that's going on. And, and you know, Hero has to come in and, and save them. So that was, it's just very, very different. Um you know that coming at you off the page off the page because it's a very 
kind of serious situation, right? Uh, it's almost uh, dealing with something, you know, like suicide, right? I mean, that's uh, someone yeah, homicide. You have to forced, be pretty broken. Yeah. Look at a forced drama. Like Spider-Man right. is typically very good at at that connecting to like what would you know how are real people affected by what's going on in in these stories. And this, yeah, we we didn't touch much on it, but there's a there's a plot point that just kind of comes up and it's the around shriek and that she is like emanating this nihilistic feel yeah, it's, it's that not really may be contributing right to that person's yeah. motives but that was a bit earlier that i mentioned it so yeah is that going on through the whole thing it's it's so loose that you don't really know right yeah because I, I i think they i don't think that's what's going on at the beginning then you know it's it's hard to try to it's hard, it's hard to trace back like okay yeah. is that is, is she making carnage worse I, right I they know. feeding I, into I, each I, other somehow yeah yeah, it's... yeah they kind of imply that one of the one of the bad guys later on like wouldn't have been doing this if it wasn't for that but that's a little loose too and yeah it's but yeah mm -hmm. that's definitely a shocking moment and it's you know i think that's it's almost shocking to just for that purpose without much of a yeah real good yeah. story behind it and I, I think as you mentioned earlier like you know who surely something else could have snapped her out of this could have you know it wouldn't why why did it require spider-man well oh my son plays a spider-man well my son plays a spider-man too he also plays as captain <laughs> america and he plays as iron man and he plays as you know scooby-doo yeah so yeah. i i, I, I I I don't know I don't know what else what else is gonna really snap somebody out of it. It's it's kind of you know again it's a little lazy writing. Um, uh -huh. And you know I'm familiar with a couple of these authors and that's not usually not usually a hallmark of all of their stuff. So and I, this is still a well liked story. You know we're not we're not here to cover stories that are generally we're not going to cover bad stories. You know unless it's a for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah, it's a little difficult here. So, with that in mind, I'm going to let you do dumbest decision and wrap up, and then I will wrap up awards with my dumbest decision here. Okay. So yeah, I guess it won't be giving too much of a spoiler, but uh, so yes, with all the clashes between our heroes and villains, when they finally did uh catch. You know, a reveal. You know, shriek at some point here. They then our our hero Spider Man uh, ties her up classic style, just to a light post with some with some web around her, and the the enemies quickly easily freed her, and then they need to to get her again. And it was just, what's the motivation? She's not guarded. You know what I mean? That's not any kind of a secure thing so it's kind of frustrating as a as a watcher right because of how hard they work to uh to capture those guys so that's the dumbest decision for me um for me i'm i'm a married man a lot of the, a lot of the personal strife because spider-man you know he always does the both both sides you know he has the personal connects to his superhero life pretty much all of his personal strife in this story is just that he doesn't 
talk things out with his wife for 30 seconds. Like, explain why he's running off this time. I know that happens a lot in Spider-Man. He doesn't get a chance to explain a super lot, but there's definitely times in this story that he could take a minute. Like, he's not going to change much by being there a bit earlier because, again, he gets distracted on the way there, I think, um, after one of their fights. So what what was the point of not talking to her if you can't even do that? And of course, this is pre-cell phones. I think the modern Spider-Man probably taps, in, taps on his head and, and you know, can, can talk to her and figure that out depending on which suit he's wearing. But Right. But also, again, yeah. with the 25 characters that were overall, there are other heroes in the story that are are handling things at some point. So, yeah, to reinforce that. Um. Oh, and he also, I, I remember, I think he doesn't explain why he's working with Venom very well either, which is, again, yeah, just, just talk, man. Communication, that's key to relationships. Uh, so what we learned, and who are we recommending this for? I don't know that we learned anything. I'm going to say we didn't learn anything. Uh, did you learn anything? No, no, we yeah. learned anything. Uh, we didn't, we didn't tackle any real issues. Just don't, don't be a nihilist who kills for chaos reasons. Uh, and believe in yourself and that you should not be a nihilist and that nihilism is bad and you should care about the other people and people around you. And yeah. Don't be a serial killer. Yeah, Yeah. Don't be a serial killer folks. Uh, so who do, who would I recommend this for? If you want a, I mean, if you want a fun comic, if you want a stakes that you know aren't really going to be super dramatic, something that's not going to make you feel sad at the end of it, really, uh, which some Spider-Man, some Spider-Man stories uh, do. And yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's very popcorn. Uh, again, you could. I'm going to correct myself. I feel like you could see what John Claude Van Damme as uh, Spider-Man and. I'm going to say Steven Seagal would be more of the Venom character, maybe. Nah, I don't know. He might he might argue with you that he he couldn't he can't be he can't be a an anti-hero. He's got to be a full hero. I don't know. I, oh, I, my, yeah, my, my Van Damme you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Van Damme, I feel like Van Damme may be better for for Spider-Man and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the cool. slick yeah. the slick hair. It's that's, you know, Seagal, it's not helping him. That's just Generally, slightly more evil than a bald person, I think. Yeah, that's more of a yeah, that's more of the uh, the the venom, the venom style there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you, who would you who would you recommend this for? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's still just with the actiony style. I, I would say it's I don't know younger, you know, audience overall. Maybe you know, yeah, late teenager. You know, early twenties, maybe I guess that's uh something like that. It's just action, <laughs> action for the sake of it. Go, it, it's something. So, so yeah. Overall, overall, we're checking out in those those groups. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you. I'm gonna have you do your rating first. But first, a quick reminder: I do not have. We don't have a physical board yet. Um, we will at some point, or we may do it digitally. We'll. We'll decide. Uh, it's still early. Right. Uh, we're still working working out the kinks. If you 
don't enjoy these videos, then that's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we could but, have our previous ratings yeah, up on here yeah, on the screen yeah, somewhere. We'll have the previous ratings. We'll, we'll have a I, – I really I, I want to have it physical. I think would will be best, but we'll see what we can come up with. Um, maybe old school Top Gear style uh, if you guys ever watch that. But – Right. We have to quick reminder there's only there's only been two rated so far. So right now, top of the list is the Marvels. We both rated, I believe, at an eight point five. Um and then Daredevil Born Again, we had at seven point five out of ten. I am try I I'm I do try to be a little bit harsh on some of these ratings because I know we're you know we're gonna cover a lot of stories mm-hmm. and I don't want I want it to be you know, the separation is to make sense. So Gavin, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna Start let you go. Out. All right. Yes, I am ready because, yeah. I mean, I've feel like I thought a good amount on it, and I'm just gonna go ahead and give this one an even uh, 7.0 for me. So, so yeah, that's where it ranked again. Yeah, if we talked about the the last one, you know, yeah, Daredevil being. All right, to seven. This one being a yeah, basic C, right? That's a rating, like still, you know, worth watching. I mean, worth reading. I mean, all the effort put into it. I feel like it's still yeah, got a lot of those characters. But that's where I, that's where I put it. I feel like you're gonna be lower if you're saying you were harsher. Well, so and that's that's the thing. I, I think honestly that the fact that I finished reading this a, about a week ago. I had it as a seven, and it did not. It didn't age very well, so I, I am going to put it down at six point five. So that's going to that's going to put it, I think, with our first kind of split, mm-hmm. real split rating here. Um, so that's going to put it here to six point seven five. And honestly, what I get, what I'm going to say about it is if if my if I go into the theater this week and that movie is not better than this comic book i'm gonna be disappointed um and again that's not that's not something that we i I, that's not something that i personally feel like happens super often like generally i i prefer the comic uh when it comes to a lot of things you know they're able to do more they're able to put more substance in there in some ways than some of the movies do, particularly you know the MCU does a good job of of being a really good movie without you know it's just not as deep as most Marvel stuff. But if man, if there's, I I hope it does. I hope the new movie. I hope Venom Two does the action a bit bit more. You know I think it. I think if it can match the action of this story and explore a little bit more of actual like character motivations, just any character motivations. Um, I think you're gonna be Give me in for a, a fun movie and something that I I hope is enjoyable and, and sticks around. And I don't know about you, uh, I will watch Woody Harrelson in just about anything. Um, this is right. a totally different role from what I usually have watched Woody Harrelson in, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see see what that looks like. And you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed the first movie. It wasn't the best movie of all time, but I would say that first movie is probably you know at least a seven in my mind. So, for sure, yeah. I, I think. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, seeing new characters in 
you know, any Spider-Man is kind of, was when you know there's going to be more movies coming too. It's like the beginning of the Tobey Maguire, you know, arc that's, you know, a lot of people in our generation would be used to. You're, you know, looking forward to, yeah, what that could be. And if you like those actors, uh, yeah, I do recognize, you know, some of them from other, you know, other things I've watched. So let's, yeah, let's see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Tom Hardy having a little bit more creative controls me interesting. And then, like you said, this is this is opening up the Sony's, you know, Sony Spider-Man villain verse. And, you know, the the, the buzz is that is there going to be a connection to MCU and the MCU Spider-Man? Is the new Spider-Man movie later this year going to have the old Spider-Man in it? I, you know, this is this is going to be that first first reveal. I heard some heard some. I ever read. I didn't read because I wanted to avoid spoilers. But I I've heard that you have to stick around for the post credit scene because it is. Of there's course. Something, there's some major stuff there. So. I I could guess what that is, but I'm I'm going to leave it leave it open and yeah. Hopefully, if you have seen the movie, uh, maybe there. Hopefully, you do see some connections here. Maybe you decide to pick up this comic book on Marvel Unlimited or wherever you get your comics. And if you don't enjoy the movie or if you decide that after listening to us talk about it, this isn't the comic for you, then good. We'll have more episodes, check out some of the other ones, and we'll see what we can come up with with some other recommendations for you. Perfect. So with, with that in mind, uh, Gavin, you want to lead us out with the, the traditional YouTube like and subscribe and all of that fun stuff? absolutely it's been fun making this one uh thanks everyone for for watching yeah especially if you're tuning in all the way through the video now so please don't forget to like and subscribe below definitely helps out the channel all that so thanks uh for watching again uh yes i'm gavin and i'll let you andrew and at some point we will uh get more social media out there uh there we'll get us twitter twitter going possibly instagram a lot of other stuff in the works we'll we'll see how it turns out so again thank you everybody and see you next time